WPGU News Desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 1071, Champagne's Alternative. From WPGU News, I'm Emily Crawford. It's Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. The Champaign County Daily COVID-19 Test Positivity Rate, which excludes the University of Illinois saliva tests, is at 4.3%, up half a percent since last week. The campus's COVID-19 test positivity rate is at 0.15%, with 70 new cases in the past week out of over 55,000 tests. Statewide, the seven-day test positivity rate from April 13th through the 19th is at 4.5%. In Champaign County, about 30% of the population is fully vaccinated. Almost 80% of residents aged 65 and older have been vaccinated, whereas those ages 16 to 64 sit at about 41%. Vaccine counts in younger demographics may start increasing soon as the university expanded eligibility to all people ages 16 and older on April 5th, and all Illinois residents outside of Chicago became eligible last week. It's getting unexpectedly chilly here in Champaign-Urbana. Here with more is Tori Gelman. Champaign-Urbana experienced an April snowfall yesterday, with the temperature staying steadily in the mid-30s. Spring had just started to settle in when these winter conditions returned, impacting specific populations and nature. CU at Home, a local homeless shelter, adapted their schedule and services to accommodate those without a safe place to weather the freezing temperatures. The group partnered with another local organization, the Phoenix, to make sure there was no gap in shelter during the inclement weather. Additionally, many fruit farmers across central Illinois are worried about the impact of this late snowfall on their crops. While berries are more easily salvageable, the weather yesterday has the potential to ruin all tree fruits, namely peaches and apples. The weather should start to get warmer later this morning, and no more snowfall is anticipated for the rest of the week. From WPGU News, I'm Tori Gelman. There have been over 330 shootings in the U.S. this year, with at least 150 mass shootings, according to the Gun Violence Archive. This time last year, there had been 203 shootings. Yesterday, a 31-year-old man sustained non-life-threatening injuries in a shooting in Harlem, New York, where over 50 shots were fired. This incident follows a weekend where six deadly shootings took place across the country, resulting in nine total deaths and multiple injuries. Shootings occurred in Chicago, Austin, Texas, Kenosha, Wisconsin, Columbus, Ohio, and La Place, Louisiana. The jury announced a verdict in the trial of Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis police officer charged with killing George Floyd yesterday afternoon. Chauvin was convicted of all three charges of second-degree murder, third-degree murder, and second-degree manslaughter. He will serve up to 40 years for second-degree murder, up to 25 years for third-degree murder, and up to 10 years for second-degree manslaughter. In the midst of the ensuing jury decision, the city of Chicago prepared for protests, advocating for Chauvin's conviction, as well as in response to the recent release of body cam footage of Chicago officer killing a 13-year-old Adam Toledo just last month. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker deployed 125 members of the National Guard at noon yesterday to help build police maintain street closures during the protests, 
in response to a request made by Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Former Vice President under the Jimmy Carter administration, Walter Mondale, passed away at the age of 93 in his hometown of Minneapolis. He served as the state's Attorney General in 1960 and was later named to the U.S. Senate to fill a vacant seat. Mondale represented Minnesota for 12 years and later signed on as Carter's running mate in 1976. Mondale eventually won the Democratic presidential nomination in 1984 and made history by naming Geraldine A. Ferraro of New York, the first woman to be picked as running mate before losing against Reagan. Mondale served as both U.S. ambassador to Japan and the envoy to Indonesia under Clinton. Mondale's death was preceded by his wife's and daughter's. According to the Washington Post, Mondale informed his staff that he was eager to join his late wife, Joan, who passed away in 2014. That's all for today. From WPGU News, I'm Emily Crawford.